Hello, this is Reverend Abigail, and this podcast is created from an eight-week series that we did on This Thing Called You, which is a book written by Ernest Holmes, who is the founder of Centers for Spiritual Living. If you want to find out more about our center, you can reach us at spiritualliving.org. Enjoy the class. This evening is all about faith, which I found it, I really love it when I listen to Kathy Ann's morning service and find that we have the same thing going on whenever, you know, she's reading completely different books and I'm reading this book, this thing called you. Uh, it's really interesting. And I, whenever I think about faith, I think about Jesus. And Jesus said one of our precepts that we teach about, it's actually something that's taught about in uh, many different religions, but he says, it is done unto you as you believe. And what I love about the book is Ernest Holmes talks about that particular thing that because this, this is basically a law of how God works, a law of how the universe operates. You don't have to use God. You could use some other word. You could use source or spirit. And the way that it works, there's several different kind of laws or, or ways that we can interact or create with the divine. And one of those laws is the law of faith. And Ernest Holmes says that because it's done into you believe, as you believe, it's kind of like... Uh, he talks about how this is a law that is equal amongst everybody. So this is what we talk about in Science of Mind as principles. And a principle is something that works equally for everybody. We also call it a law. A law is kind of confusing, though, because sometimes whenever we speak about law, we think about kind of society and how we created laws in society. And you can either choose to break them or, or um, align yourself with the laws. But whenever it comes to universal laws, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> they just operate. It's kind of like the law of gravity. The law of gravity. And Ernest Holmes makes this point. He talks about the law of gravity. He says, the law of gravity holds things where you place them. It doesn't care that a mountain top, that a mountain is heavier than a marble. It automatically holds things in place. And the law of faith is the same type of working as the law of gravity. So you could be all over the planet, wherever you are on the planet, the law of gravity is going to work for you the same. It just works for you. And it doesn't care if you're moving, you know, a big leaden ball <laughs> or if you're moving a feather, when you drop it, it comes to the earth and it stays still because it's held by the law of gravity. If you're in outer space and you're far away from, from the planet and the gravitational pull, then things just float off. And so no matter who you are, it's going to work for you the same. So the law of faith acts on your belief. And the other thing that's kind of quirky about this is it acts on your belief, but it's also limited by your belief. So if you only work, if you only believe that it's going to work a little bit, then it's only going to work a little bit. And it brings me to my favorite Ernest Holmes quote, which Dr. David Bruner and um, I grew, I spiritually grew up at uh, Center for Spiritual Living San Jose, and he 
had this quote, which is on page 52 of the Science of Mind textbook, which says, hence it follows, that if we believe that it will not work, it really works by appearing not to work. When we believe that it cannot and will not, then according to the principle, it does not. But when it does not, it still does only, it still does, only it does according to our belief that it will not. Darn it, my text to talk, I'm seeing that in my, um, my slideshow there. It's had a little dash there. <laughs> That's how I do all my quotes now, is I read the quote to my Word document, by the way. <laughs> it's so much better than trying to like type it out. Little, little tips and tricks for ministers and teachers out there that are doing things and have to type things out. Anyway, so basically, if you believe, if you, if you believe that God or source will only do a little good, then the law will be compelled to operate on a little good. And so the law knows no more than the law of gravitation does. And the law of faith operates with integrity. This is what Ernest Holmes said. The law of faith operates with integrity on a definite idea, a thought, expectancy, or acceptance implanted. I have another picture here. The seed must be left in the creative soil, the mind, until it can be, until it can mature. There's time for sowing as well as a time for harvest. Plants must not be pulled up or interrupted in the process of their growth. They must be watered for hope, fertilized with expectancy, and cultivated with enthusiasm, gratitude, and joyous recognition. So basically, Ernest Holmes says faith is the most important thing in your life. And so if you're having some problems right now, my question to you is how big are your problems and how big is your God? And I remind myself of that a lot because I don't know about you, but I feel like we're going through a lot of challenges, a lot of, a lot of problems, a lot of personal challenges. There's people impacted by the fires, there's people impacted by uh, the, the racism, there's people impacted by COVID. There's, you know, there's a lot of things going on in our country with our society. And then people have their own personal problems with their families and, and finding a job. And so when I come to a crisis of faith in my life, I have to, I have to ask myself, how big is my God? Do I really believe that, that the infinite creator that created everything could potentially do something that is bigger and better than I could imagine? And do I have the faith to believe in that? And I, I, so that's really kind of the crux of what this talk is about today is do you have the faith? Now, if you don't have a faith, how do you cultivate faith? Well, this is the other quote. I got these uh, switched around. The law of faith operates with integrity on a definite idea, thought, expectancy, or acceptance implanted. But the seed must be left in the creative soil of the mind until it can mature. There's a time for sowing as well as a time for harvest. And then I really love this part. Plants must not be pulled up or interrupted in the process of their growth. They must be watered for hope, fertilized with expectancy, and cultivated with enthusiasm, gratitude, and joyous recognition. 
So in order to cultivate faith, you need to build it from peace and trust. So when you have skepticism in your mind, then that destroys faith. And it's really important for us to start monitoring, not start monitoring, maybe continue monitoring. There's a lot of high consciousness individuals who are on this uh, this evening, that, that it's important to remind ourselves to monitor our thoughts so that our faith isn't compromised. We must continually feed our faith with supporting input. So if you accept, if you want to do this, then you need to create a place where peace is at. So here I am, let's say uh, I am having a health challenge, for instance. Now in the midst of a health challenge, um, which I just had recently, in the midst of my health challenge, I thought, oh my God, um, I, the food, every, all the food I'm eating is not working for me. <laughs> and uh, which really sucks, by the way, to be eating food and have it not work for you. And so what did I do? I said, you know, I, one thing I know is that I, I need to get to peace around this. And I need to have trust and faith that there is a solution. And the solution could be in multiple forms. I'm willing for a solution to be a miracle. I'm willing for a solution to be maybe some kind of uh, change of behavior. I'm willing for the solution to be um, perhaps if a, a doctor knows something or a, um, an herb that heals my body. Or maybe there's some kind of underlying thought pattern that I've been thinking that kind of has been eating its way in my body. So I have to be willing to come to peace and center myself in the idea that if God is infinite and there's, an, there's a, a huge array of possibilities, then maybe I can tap into that awareness and be available for it to come through me and to me in ways that heal my body. And so that's what I've been doing. That's what I've done for the last several months. And um, fortunately, right now, I can eat whatever I want, which is amazing. But it, it took me a, a process of going through this, our, our spiritual tools first and having the faith that the infinite spirit is helping me align myself with my wholeness and my well-beingness. So Ernest Holmes, I love Ernest Holmes when he talks about arriving at faith. He says, you know, is there a secret way to arrive at peace? Is there an occult way? Is there some kind of great thing that only a few people know and only the great and wise ones have to know this and, and that I have to learn from the wisest people in the universe? And he said, do I have to fast all the time? Do I have to pray without ceasing? Do I have to... Uh, beseech or implore God in order to have peace? Do I have to work out all my mistakes first in order to be redeemed in, in this quest I have? Do I have to renounce everything in order to find peace? Uh, and he says, so he asks all those questions in this chapter. And then he says, you know, you don't have to do any of that. You don't have to do any of it. You can take a very direct and simple approach you don't have to go to 10,000 workshops. You, know, you, don't, you don't have to find out the answer from some guru and study in a certain way. 
He says, the answer is not in any book but yourself. You contain peace within you. So instead of trying to go out there and looking for it, it's finding the peace within first. And it's already within you. So you already have it. It's just discovering it, being open to, to feeling it, allowing yourself to really accept it. He said, he had a story in the, in the chapter. He said, you know, when the, the house was lighted with electricity, the darkness did not groan and say, how long have I been dark? How ignorant have, have, those, have been those who've permitted this darkness? There's no devious path other than the discovery of light. There's no judgment of darkness against the light. The light merely proclaimed, behold, I have come, and darkness disappeared. So he recommends that we don't delay our good by thinking that you have evil to overcome. He says, when you cease to sow error, you'll begin to reap truth. When you stop sowing hate, you will reap love. When you stop sowing unforgiveness, you will be forgiven. When you stop sowing fear, you will reap peace. So that's the first recommendation in creating faith, is arriving at peace of mind. And the second is building your faith by recognizing and sharing demonstrations. It's as simple as that. I'm doing the, this is like Cliff Notes version of this, of this chapter here. And basically, the idea is that we need to tell each other when really good things are happening in our lives. We need to tell each other when you have prayed, when you've asked somebody for prayer, and you've had an answer to your prayer. Like, it's so important to tell each other. And not only that, to tell yourself. Some, sometimes it's good to have a journal of answer prayer. I have a daily prayer call with a prayer partner. And the first thing my prayer partner and I do is we tell each other what the day's answered prayers are from the day before, because we have a daily call. So, so we just go over, oh my God, remember that thing you prayed for last month? Well, it just came to fruition. It's just amazing how it happened. Oh my God, that thing you prayed for me yesterday, I have answered prayer. And it, so it's a daily practice of recognizing that the universe is fully supporting you. And, and keeping your attention on those things, because whenever I do that, my faith just expands and grows. And I've been doing this for years, and I, I'm sure I have plenty more growth and expansion to do. I'm totally willing to have many more miracles and, and, and unexpected and answer prayer in my life. Expected and unexpected answer prayer in my life. But it's really important that if you're having a crisis of faith, it's important to start looking for the little tiny things that are happening in your life, especially when you reach out for support and, and get prayer from others. Just to like look for the evidence that it's working. So faith is made stronger by those moments. It's made stronger by us creating ideas and avenues for each other to be awakened and support each other through that. So that is what I have for you today. Uh, this little Cliff Notes version about this thing called you and what we're going through and this thing called life and how to step into life in the more uh, creative and faithful way. <laughs>